0: me, you're a coach and entrepreneur, you'll know you either need to hire a writer or become a writer. Whether your work in progress is a blog post, an article, or a book, here you'll find the inspiration, motivation, and expertise you need to help you succeed. I'm your host, writing coach and applied linguist, Dr. Lizzie Tangi, and I'm here to help you get your best writing done. Hi, and welcome back to Talk Right Done, the podcast where we discuss everything you need to know about writing for your coaching business. In this episode, I talk to Stephanie Rose, founder of Firefly Scout. Stephanie is someone who gets excited sharing ways to inspire women to live a life that lights them up. She's using her own journey through motherhood and remembering her magic to develop the Illumination Kit, a curated set of guidebooks to help mums regain the same in their lives. She shares tips and ideas on her blog and on Instagram at Firefly Scout. In this conversation, Stephanie shares her philosophy on life and how she manages to make time for fun as a busy business owner and mum of two young kids. Some of the topics we talked about were the power of habits, about exercise and writing streaks, and about using blogging as a safe way to practice getting writing out into the world. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Really pleased that we finally got to meet and have this conversation because we've been trying to do it for a while. So it's great. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So we'll start off uh, before we get to writing. If you could tell us a bit about yourself and your business and why you decided to start your business. Yeah,
1: I'm Stephanie Rose and founder of Firefly Scout. And I get excited sharing ways to inspire women to live a life that lights them up. And as a married mom of two, I went through some sleep-deprived years diving into motherhood. And while I welcomed that identity, I woke up to the idea that there's more than that to my, my whole me-ness, and I wasn't, I wasn't showing up enough in that way. So I started my journey of personal growth, and it turned into a business inspiring to share it with others.
0: Oh, that's great, and that resonates with me a lot as a, a mum. And your kids, I think, are a bit younger than mine. The, the yeah. boys are five and seven. Five yeah. and seven. Well, I have got a younger one as well. But yeah, so yeah, I think when mine two were very very small, that that was one of the things that went first as well. Is the kind of losing your identity and gaining that identity as a mother. It's very easy for that to take yeah. over. So yeah, I love this whole idea of your your business. So you've got a blog on your website which is how we came across each other. And yeah, I'd like to explore some of the topics you've got there that I think would be really helpful for aspiring bloggers. And if you could tell us particularly about your zombie habits post, we'll start with that one, because that's a a recent one of your posts that I really enjoyed, Um, and about your, your exercise streak.
1: Well, I love to talk about the small things that you do every day to help you think of things in a new way and to and this post does that it kind of flips some things on its head so since it was halloween and i was using the thoughts of zombies all month <laughs> and how a zombie habit can be a good thing for you like a mindless habit that you turn to so i have a daily habit streak of moving my body every day for 30 minutes in a way that i enjoy so i was trying to help people think of a way that you can develop a healthy exercise habit that doesn't have to take up so much of your time or so much of your mental capacity because it's turned into a an unthinking zombie habit.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, and that that idea of taking the decision out of it as well. I think something yes. that I'm finding really hard at the moment is since I've started working from home. You know, I used to, when I used to commute to work, it's it's just a walk or a bike ride right away to the university where I work and. That's an unthinking habit. I would get up, I would put my kit on, and that's how I would get to work. But now it's just so much more of an effort to try and build that exercise in. So I was really impressed. I read that. How long has your streak been going on? It's almost two years. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's really good.
1: It was something I set up as just a challenge to end up end the decade well of 2019. And then I'm like, well. edit it strong let's start it strong so I did Mm -hmm. another 30 days and then it's like well let's do 90 days and then it's like okay I'm already at three months let's do four and then six and then (laughs) it just kept going so eventually it becomes something you don't think about if you're going to do it it's when you're gonna do it yeah so it's like that little shift and then it just kind of becomes mindless your body knows you're going to do it today yeah and then then it kind of drags you along (laughs)
0: Yeah, I recently recorded an episode podcast episode where I was talking about writing streaks and exercise streaks as well, actually. So this is something I thought about as well. But when I am, I haven't I don't think I've done. No, I haven't done an exercise streak that long. But if I am doing one when I've been training for events, then if there's a day that I miss when I'm in the middle of a streak, I notice it and I really want to do it. Whereas if I'm not in a streak, it's easy to get out of that habit. But for me, in fact, just before we came on, I just texted my friend to say, are we going to sign up for something? Because I have to have something to be signed up for, like a 10K or a half marathon or something. So I know that I've got to train. Yeah, and then And then I kind of find it easier to get into a streak. And
1: I didn't set out to have a two-year streak. I set out to finish 30 days. Mm. And, you know, with that, like, how I wanted to feel when I started the new decade, you know, of 2020 and then like, well, it felt really good (laughs) or, you know, better. It's like, well, let's let's start the decade off strong. And so it really helped with my mindset to kind of have that as a goal and not be like, well, I'm doing this for two years. Yeah. That that could be slightly overwhelming.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I was thinking about it in the context of how that relates to writing. And if you wanted to do a writing streak and if I am in a, a writing streak, how it's always easier to carry on writing if I am in a place where I am writing yeah. daily. Well, and with streaks, you can remember that
1: you you can give yourself permission as to what counts. So yeah. like you don't have to, the streak can still be continued if you're like, well, I wrote three sentences. Mm. Like mm. you can have that count. No one's judging you. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes yeah. with my fitness, it's, well, there's a little bit of mind and body meditation because it's really what I need. And so as long as I go walk for like 15 minutes, however I feel the rest of the time is it all counts
0: yeah no that's what I think as well and it's it's often just that getting your trainers on and getting out the door or sitting down to write and then as you say it doesn't matter what you do after that the first bit of that decision making taking that away is is the
1: yeah that's the zombie part of it it, just like that becomes automatic and then who knows where you end up
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. What would you recommend to people who want to thinking about uh, an exercise streak since we're on that and or a writing streak or some kind of streak? How how would they get started with that?
1: I'd say like one, just start and don't aim for a streak. Maybe like I was active for months before I made it a streak mm-hmm. that I held myself accountable to, but I was just slowly increasing my activity and just getting outside and playing more. and you know, it's like an identity shift too. Like, Oh, well now I'm someone who works out more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it took, you know, six months of that, just being a little bit more regular, um, and maybe work out some, but not hitting the the fitness goals that my watch has for it. And then, then like that goal clicked in for 30 days, I want to do this. So I think you have to kind of build some muscle up first and not set such a huge goal, but yeah. It depends how you're wired. So for me, that's at work.
0: Yeah, oh, that's, that's that's really useful. Another thing I wanted to ask you about was one of your posts, or I think you've talked about quite a lot, is this scheduling and fun. And, you know, this is... Scheduling is, is something I talk about a lot with my clients and how you can kind of schedule in writing. And, and I love this idea of scheduling and fun because I think that sometimes as business owners we lose sight of what it was that led us to start our own business in the first place because we want more of that and more fun and freedom. And I think this could be really useful for listeners. So yeah, tell us about <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> uh, well, this is an area that I do still need help with. Okay. Because because that is not quite a zombie habit yet. But the I, idea is that as much as I want to be spontaneous in life, I'm just not. And so that it's okay to plan the fun and to schedule out time to do it. Um, And then to keep celebrating your success and your growth. And that can be personal to you. And it doesn't have to be a huge extravagant purchase. It can just really acknowledging yourself of like how much you've done and how much growth you've done. So one of the ways I celebrate that is I have a to-do list where I keep it on little slips of paper and I tack those up. And as I get stuff done, then I put those slips of paper in a jar and I can see like that jar is filling up of tangible things that I'm getting done. Cause so much of our work is like digital or relational, or you don't have like a tangible done-ness to a lot of our jobs. So this kind of helped me, helps me see that things are adding up and getting done. And then I can kind of celebrate that and
0: have something to look at and be like, yes, look at all I've done. Oh, that was, so, so you put the, the things that you've done in terms of work in your jar or the things that are fun, the thing, the tasks that I've done. Right. And then you put you in reward the jar yourself. Yeah. Like it's like, Hey,
1: it, it, it's time for a reward. And then, and just being more mindful, like it's so easy to get caught up in like doing all the things. Cause it is, then it feels good to be like, I'm putting so many things in the jar of doneness. That you just gotta fun, and that's where the ideas come, and you don't have to earn that, mm-hmm. you just have to. It's part of life, you need to go do that. So, part of it is maybe putting fun on my to do list <laughs> so yeah. that yeah. it gets done. Because, like I said, being spontaneous just doesn't happen mm-hmm. enough,
0: but yeah, and I'm planning time to have that. One of my um, favorite podcasters and authors talks about this is Laura Vanderkam. I don't know if you've come across her. I'll put the the link in the show notes she talks about well her podcast is called the best of both worlds and it's about kind of working mums and so a lot of that kind of stuff but one of the things that she does is schedule her weekend so that she knows what's going to happen and fun's going to happen and all those things that are going to happen and I I like that because I think for me this is a conversation I always have with my husband right what are we going to do this weekend and I like to have I like to have some time which isn't blocked out for just kind of relaxation and spontaneity and all that. But some things which are because I I think if it's not planned then it won't happen.
1: Exactly. Like when you have kids you can't spontaneously walk out the door. No, you need water bottles and snacks and you know maybe <laughs> change of clothes and yeah. go to the bathroom and like <laughs> yeah like yeah you just can't be so spontaneous with kids in a big way. Like you know the other day we went and grabbed donuts after school at the cider mill. So it was spontaneous, but you know, that was like a small detour from our normal thing. So I think if you can plan in the fun, then it helps change your mindset and see the opportunities for smaller things. You got to have big things to look forward to as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So another thing I wanted to talk about was, was hacks and one of my favorite, one of your hacks that has saved me lots of time and that we've actually adopted as a household is dividing the to-do list into time slots. So you have quarters on your page and then you put the tasks on there according to how much time they're going to take. Or maybe you can explain it better than I can. Yeah. Well, it's just a way of rethinking your to-do list. Like I said, I like to think of
1: things in a new way. So it's writing out your to-do list, but then putting them into the buckets of like things that take five minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes or 60 or more minutes. And then anything that's even over 30 minutes, is there any way to break those down into the five or 10 minute task? So that then you can actually get them done because then it can be too daunting. I don't have two hours to go do like a huge thing, but well, if that task can be broken into like four 30 minute things or two tens and an hour, like you can then at least start chipping away at it. And then it helps you kind of see your time differently. Like if, Oh, I have 10 minutes, what can I get done in 10 minutes? And you'd be surprised how much you can really get done in 10 minutes. Like I did that the other day and like power cleaned before uh, the end of the day. And it's like, Oh, well, all that got done. And if I had really thought like oh, I have to do this and then that and that I have gotten bogged down with it but just knowing like okay it takes one minute to go pick up all the dishes in the house and then like two minutes to you know do this so yeah and you know for extra fun turn on the music and
0: you know dance your oh, way cool. through it yeah no that's right and I, I find it particularly helpful for helping the kids to be a bit more enthusiastic about the to-do list if they can kind of pick what you know one from each bucket uh, right I'm going to do that one for my 10 minutes that one you know and that they've really enjoyed that I mean who knows how long it'll last with these things (laughs) but for the moment I will have to try it with my kids yeah I know you had said
1: you did I'm like I forgot I need to do that,
0: yeah. As always, I was just trying I'm, to find ways to get them involved without me just nagging them.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of like adds a little bit of fun and play because, like, you can pick two from this bucket and one yeah, from this bucket, and
0: like, yeah, they and then if choice. they, you know, of course, if they finish it before the 30 minutes, then it's even more exciting, you know,
1: yeah, because so. kids like love to race, and yeah, you know, how fast did I do something, yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, let's, let's move on to talk about your blog. I think my listeners would be really interested in that. A lot of them are thinking about starting blogs or would like to blog more. And yeah, if you could tell us about why you decided to start the blog and about what well, we've kind of covered what the key topics are, but if there's anything we've we've missed there.
1: Yeah, I started the blog as a place to expand my content and share more of my thoughts and my story. and. I do love writing. I'm not, well, I, it's not a hobby that I had cultivated for many years, but it's just a fun place to, you know, explore things deeper. Like, it, you know, that all that's too much for an Instagram post to really go deep into like the time tracking or the zombie habits or just a new way to be creative and explore things a little bit deeper.
0: Mm, yeah. Yes. That's one of my big things I'm always telling people about. I, I'm a massive advocate of almost not necessarily slow writing, but just, you know, in this kind of world that we've got of distractions and Instagram and all these immediate gratification, take the time to to go really deep in the topics that interest you and and have a place to put that. And yeah, somewhere I think a blog is a really good place to explore that, isn't it? What do you enjoy most about blogging? And what do you find most difficult.
1: Um, I do love the satisfaction of like an idea coming together and coming up with just all the ways, to, like make it a cohesive story and educational, with you know, the right mix of maybe some personal anecdotes in it. And then the hardest part of it, though, is sometimes still the, the technology part, like you get it all written and you're like, oh, well, now I have to make it look good. <laughs> and like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, oh, you need a picture. Like, oh, okay. Like, there's so many facets to the blog. Like, not every blog has to have pictures or has to be like super designery, but that is the the headache sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not, I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or I have to, like, oh, well, now I have to, like, create a new graphic to put it on Pinterest. Like, no, oh, yeah. To, it, yeah. It, it, it is just more than just writing. The
0: blog, yeah. I'm with you. I really enjoy writing as well, and uh, I've got so many posts that are draft posts that I need to go and (laughs) do the technology part or find the pictures and all that kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to just make it easier sometimes and just just keep doing because then you'll figure out your style and what works for you. So I would encourage you to like just publish them. Like Mm -hmm. if the words are good, Mm. just publish it, and then. You'll figure out like how you want it
0: to look, and that's true, isn't it? That's really good advice because you can always go back and add pieces when you've got more time. And you know, it's the content ultimately. If people enjoy what you what you put out, then they enjoy reading that. Then they've already it's like thousands
1: of people are reading it right away. So yeah, yeah. just publish it, and then like ten people read it, and that's awesome. You feel great, and then like you can go back and tweak it, and no one will like no. That's right. That's right. I've learned that permission for myself too just get it done. If you're missing some links or a photo or something, you can add it later. Mm. And so that has, that has made it easier, giving myself that permission to make it easier.
0: Yeah. Very useful advice. Just get it out the door, isn't it? Yeah. So do you find that your blog helps you with content creation in other areas of your business? I mean, we talked about Instagram and Pinterest, or do you start somewhere else? And then does the blog come from that? Which way round do you do it?
1: Uh, Well, I'm working on making the switch because I did a workshop with you that pointed out how your blog can drive the content. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that would be so much easier than me trying to take an Instagram post and blow that up into a blog and have the timing of it all. So I am working on making the blog posts lead the content because usually like I have a tip or a story or something that will feed Instagram posts so I need to get ahead. I'm I'm still like kind of climbing that mountain of because I still have to, like create content in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm getting ahead and then it just helps my mind a lot more if I have this big. Thing that you can like pull pieces out of instead of trying to glue all these pieces together Mm -hmm. and to make a blog post.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I suppose it can work both ways, can't it? You know, you could have the little idea that you have for an Instagram post, and you just have five minutes to post that, and then you can come to it later and and write the blog post from that, can't you? Yeah, I suppose everyone. It has come come that way, but yeah,
1: it's recently switched from having like a weekly theme to a monthly theme, Mm -hmm. and so that has also let the ideas flow a little bit more cohesively. It's, it has changed the pattern of the content creation. So I'm like, oh, that was a great idea, but I don't have time to write it this week. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already having to think of the next theme. So yeah. if I have the whole month,
0: yeah, it it is helping. So I like that. And I'd like to do more of that with my content as well. And, and perhaps even longer than monthly themes so that you've just got the time to go really deeply into something. And, and again, all about... Creating, perhaps even creating less, but just being more intentional about it and where you go with it. Because if you're anything like me, and I don't know if the listeners well, I have all these ideas just going around my head all the time, and I want to do this, this this one, this one. But it's yeah, I love being able like go down a
1: rabbit hole. Like that's the whole October theme was life as an experiment, and it's just different ways to like kind of play with your life Mm. and you know discover more things about you. But then since it was Halloween, you know, I got to do some fun spooky. Twists on it, and I had so much fun yeah. doing that. And I'd like, yeah, yeah. like, just so many ideas. So,
0: I, I might even consider going to like a quarterly theme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that would be nice. And I'm, yeah, yeah, it makes as you say, it makes it cohesive, doesn't it? Yeah, I know you're writing a novel as well. So, I wanted to ask whether you approach writing the novel and the blog differently, and if you do, how? So, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by other people's writing processes, and. Um, I know there's no right or wrong but I just like to hear other people's approaches and yeah especially whether you approach fiction and nonfiction differently.
1: Similar to how like the blog and the Instagram content comes with it can always start to so, like an inspired idea and then it goes like I try to run with it as far as I can but I've never been a creative writer so this is a very new adventure for me and then I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of blocked now on how to proceed. I have seven chapters written and it's kind of been on the back burner of nothing new being written for it, but I am connecting with some other fiction writers and they're helping me with their encouragement and enthusiasm for doing it. So like, while it's not something I'm actively writing each day or week, the ideas are brewing on how I can like get past this stuck point. And just by, associating with people who are writers in a, in a way different than me, like in the fiction realm, then I start to think of myself as a fiction writer too. So like part of it is just taking on this like new identity and learning these little tips and tricks. And now as I consume fiction, I think of it with a different lens of like, Oh, like, well, how did they write that? How Mm. did, you know, like that was really good. Like I want to, you know, emulate that style or that level of detail or how they captured a moment. So that's what I'm learning, kind of having to like go deep and immerse myself in the world of fiction. A- after the initial like inspiration, like kind yeah, of petered yeah, out, because yeah. now I'm like, well, now where does the plot go? Because the inspiration okay, yeah. was just the twist. Like I, mm-hmm. I kind of got the hook, and then I'm like, but now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have someone who's who loves working on plots, and so she's like, let let me read the first chapter. Oh, so, brilliant! Yeah, that's And fantastic. working on you editing, yeah, yeah. And working on editing that in a format so I can send it to her because it was all handwritten. So yeah, I need to get it so I can let her take
0: a read. Great. Oh, that's great. If you've got other people around you that are helping you with that process. And as you say, other fiction writers. Yeah, let's talk about journaling. I know that's an important part of your writing and a tool that you use for personal growth. How long have you been journaling? Do you do it regularly? And how um, has journaling helped you?
1: Well, I journaled some in high school and I wish I had done it more (laughs) because I didn't do it as much in college or my middle years. And I picked it up uh, about four years ago as part of this growth journey when I did The Artist's Way. It's a book by Julia Cameron and it's a creative recovery type program. And so a core element of that book is the morning pages and it's basically stream of consciousness writing. So in high school, I used, I used the Uh, Journaling is a way to like document the details with very little emotion, which like now I can go back and be like, I know exactly who I worked with on what day and what we did and what I wore like is more of like a diary type Hmm. journaling where now like anything goes like I, it is, there's really no wrong way to do it when it's like that stream of consciousness. And I'm learning that just getting it out of my head is what matters. So some days it is just just writing to because I feel like I should <laughs> like there's 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 stuff in my head I don't know if the words for it yet but I'm just putting words out here, word vomiting just to make space for the other thoughts to happen, and then other days it is like deep and inspired and like you know connections happen and I just feel so much lighter so I don't have quite the regular practice with it it's going in streaks or kind of fits and spurts <laughs> at times but definitely just using it as a tool to just get stuff out of my head has been way more helpful than using it as a diary of capturing like every detail of the day.
0: Well, thank you very much. I just have one last question, which is what are you currently reading or can you give us a book recommendation? Well,
1: I had mentioned I'd done the artist way like four years ago and that kind of kicked off my creative journey here. And I'm actually Going through it again with a different accountability group, and I'm covering you know so much more even a second time around. So I highly recommend that, and it's also one of the top five books I recommend for personal growth that I have on a, a free guide for anyone who would like it, and it includes like what I got out of the book and how it could really help you. So I definitely recommend The Artist's Way as someone who's trying to you know take a dive in to learning more about themselves and. Enlighten their creative spirit.
0: Great. Okay, and we'll we'll put the link to your your list of of books in the show notes as well as uh, the the artist's way. So thank you very much. That was a great conversation, and thank you for joining me. Thanks, Lizzie. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, and it's going to encourage you to get out and play and experiment a bit more in your own life. Don't forget to check out Stephanie's blog www.fireflyscout.com forward slash blog and follow her on instagram at firefly scout If you're thinking that 2022 is the year you'll finally write your book, but you need someone to guide you along the way, then check out my one-to-one book starter package for coaches, your first chapters and author success plan. This is a one-to-one offer taking you personally through exactly what you need to plan and write your book for your coaching, consultancy or educational business. I'm going to take you step by step through the process of planning your successful book project and writing your outline and first chapters. By the end of our time together, you'll not only have completed this work and be in the flow of writing your book, but you'll have the confidence and skills to finally get that book or book proposal written and a clear roadmap for success tailored to your book project. Because after all, book writing is not all about the words on the page. I'll be with you the entire way to walk you through the process. The price is valid until the end of the year or until all spaces are filled. Check out all the info on the link in my show notes and book a free call today. And no obligation to see if we're a good fit. Packages can be booked now and used by the first quarter of 2022. Will 2022 be the year that you write your book? I look forward to hearing from you. Happy writing.